Hey y'all, welcome to Triumph Over Trauma, the podcast. Listen y'all, I created this podcast because like so many other people, I've had a traumatic past. I didn't always realize how those things affected me negatively and how I even carried them into my adult life. And so I wanted to create a space where other people could come and we could have candid conversations on how you identify trauma, how do you navigate it, and how you recover from traumatic experiences. If this resonates with you, then join me. I am your host and trauma survivor, Miss Eve McNair. Let's get into it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Triumph Over Trauma, the podcast where we have candid conversations on how you identify, navigate, and recover from traumatic experiences. Listen, y'all, this week we are talking about triggers. Yes, that's right, triggers. You see, I had been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder, but before my diagnosis, I was walking around with this disorder and did not even realize. See, because my trauma was so deeply suppressed, right? It, it was almost as if it had been forgotten. And so I started to notice certain things about my behavior, Um that I started questioning and I'm like, why do I have these intrusive thoughts? Why do I feel like something bad can happen? Why am I so fearful? You know, why am I so anxious? Why am I sometimes depressed? Why do I feel away from myself? Why do I feel this disconnect? I couldn't pinpoint my emotions. I just was unstable. And I'm like, God, if I'm crazy, just say that. Like, what is going on? And so I said, you know what, I'm going to go see. I'm going to go talk to someone and, you know, just see what they say. Um, I really didn't have a lot of confidence in mental health therapy or mental health professionals. Um, I did not see um, the benefit in speaking with someone, telling them all about your past. And I looked at it as if they were just judging me, you know, condescendingly looking down on me. And um, I didn't think that it would be helpful at all. Uh, but it was actually very eye-opening. Um, I started to look at myself differently. I started to recognize um, some of the things that I had been through. I started to realize that those things were traumatic and that they were suppressed. And I had not told anyone, you know, I lived in a home that subconsciously subscribed to a model that what happens in this house stays in this house. And unfortunately, not only does it stay in the house, but it stays in the mind, it stays in the psyche, it stays in your emotions. Uh, and uh, it affected my behavior, right? And so I began to do some trauma work. Um, but what I would soon come to understand is that for most victims of, of trauma, uh, you know, it is a journey to healing. It is a process, right? Uh, and you don't often realize that there are things that can happen, everyday things, simple things, major things, minute things that can happen um, that will be triggers to those traumatic experiences that you've had. And so one of the ways um, in which I learned about uh a trigger of mine was, unfortunately, after an event had gotten blown out of proportion, um, 
I live in a townhouse and I've lived here for 10 years and the development is kind of like a moderate sized development. And the rule of thumb is that there are no assigned parking, right? You can pretty much expect to be able to park uh, one of your cars. If you have multiple cars, you can park one of them or at least one of them in front of your door. Um, And if there are multiple cars or other residents that live in that unit, uh, they have to park their car in like the guest parking lot. And um, it just so happens that I always parked in the guest parking lot. It really was no big deal to me. Uh, I work from home, so I did not often have to move my car every day. It was no big deal, um, you know, unless I went, did errands or, you know, grocery shopping, going to church, whatever have you. I didn't really have to move it every day. So it really wasn't no big deal for me that I parked in the guest parking lot. And what happened was is I had a neighbor who had multiple vehicles, and because they parked both of them in front of their door, it subsequently meant I couldn't park in front of my door and I had to park, you know, like kind of like at the end of guest parking. And uh, again, like I said, I lived here for 10 years. It really wasn't no big deal. Sometimes I parked in front of my house. Sometimes I didn't, you know. Um, but this one particular day, I decided I'm going to park in front of my house today. Actually, it was not directly in front of my house, but it was closest to my house than the end of the guest parking was. And so this particular spot that I parked in was one of the spots that my neighbor who had two vehicles would park in, right? So I parked there and I go in a house, I go about my day, I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, um, you know, just doing all the things that you do when you're home. And toward the end of the day, I went to go upstairs for something and I went in my daughter's room. My daughter's room faces the front of the house and her window was open. Her blinds were open and you could essentially see right to the parking lot uh, if you're standing in her room. And so I'm standing there. We're talking. And as I'm standing there, I noticed that the neighbor who's uh, normally parks in that spot drove up. And for a split second, I said, oh, maybe I should go move my car. And then I said to myself, oh, it's probably not a big deal. You know, I never park there. Uh, We are allowed to park, you know, at least one of our cars in front of the house. And so they probably won't mind because their other car is parked in front of their house. Right. And so um, I was like, it's going to be fine. I'll just, you know, I'll just remain parked there and I'm sure it would be no big deal. And so. I still kept talking to my daughter and when I looked up, I noticed that the neighbor had parked directly behind me. So if I were to back out, I would T-bone them like they were directly behind me. I was like pinned in. And so I'm looking now, I'm interested because I'm like, I wonder how long are they going to stay there? Are they being funny? You know, why are they parked directly behind me? And, and then I noticed that they're taking things, looks like like groceries into the house. And so I was like, oh, okay, maybe they're just parked there because, you know, they're taking things in the house. And so, again, I'm standing there. I'm fooling conversation with my daughter. We're laughing, joking. And all of a sudden, I can hear like loud talking outside. And it sounds like an argument. And so now I come to the window and I see the same neighbor talking to my other neighbor and they were going in, you know, yelling and pretty much irate. And, and so now I'm like, Oh wow, something escalating out here. And I hear the other neighbor say to the one who was parked behind me, she said to her, who are you talking about? What are you talking about? What's going on? And the neighbor indicated that she was talking about me. And then she began to call me out of my name. Right. 
Now, she doesn't know that I can see or hear her. Uh, she doesn't realize that I'm actually watching her at this moment. And so let me show you how this trauma from my childhood came into play with my decisions next. So when I realized she's talking about me and she's calling me out, her name, out my name and she's literally almost standing right outside of my house. My window is open. Um, now me and my daughter can hear her instantly. It was like a switch. Right. I started putting my clothes on. I started getting dressed. I'm rushing and I'm I'm, I'm just, you know, trying to hurry up and get I got to get outside. I got to get to this girl. And so my daughter was like, Mom, what are you doing? What's going on? What's happening? What? What? You know, what's happening out there? Why are you going outside? I said, oh, she's talking about me. She outside my house right now talking about me. She outside my house calling me out my name. I got to go. I got to go outside. And my daughter like, what? You know, my kids have never seen me uh, in a fight, in an argument. I mean, you know, a disagreement here and there, you know, in the home. But, you know, nothing rah-rah, nothing out in the street, you know. And so here I am, I'm throwing on my sweats. I got on like sandals, a sweatshirt. I think I had a crop top on. I, I was just throwing anything on that I could get to go outside. And at this point, I don't even know what I'm going to do when I get out there. I just know I need to get out there. I'm at the top of the house. We have three landings in my house. I don't even know how I got downstairs. I don't even remember. There's two flights of stairs. I don't even know how. It was as if I was skating down the steps. I don't remember my feet touching the steps. I don't even remember getting to the bottom of the house. I remember my other daughter was in the downstairs bathroom and she could hear me moving through the house. And just, I was babbling incoherently, just talking outside, outside my house, talking about, like I was just gone. I was gone. And I can hear my other daughter in the bathroom calling me like, mom, mom, what's happening? What's going on? I can hear her, but I could not stop. I'm telling you, it was instantaneously, it was a switch went off. And I rush outside and I confront this woman and I'm yelling and she's yelling and we going back and forth. And it's escalating. Um, people are coming outside. There's other kids outside. I mean, you know. It, it, we both were irate. She's, you know, she's right from her perspective. I'm right from my perspective. And we're just yelling, going in, going back and forth. And um, for me, this is so far outside of my character, for, so far of who I am, uh, or so I thought, so far outside of um, how I even handle conflict, right? And so, I mean, thank God I did not curse this lady back out. I did not put my hands on her. Um, it didn't result into a physical fight, right? Because what happened was as we were there yelling, uh, before it came, before, before it got to the point where we calmed down, it just so happened in the midst of everything, in the midst of the argument and the yelling and the screaming, as people were coming out and kids, other, you know, people were coming around. I happened to look back and I saw my youngest daughter in the window. And she just had this look on her face like, oh, my God. And her eyes was like two sizes bigger. And she was just looking at me like, who is this woman? Like, who's this lady that she looks like my mom? She sounds like my mom, but she is not acting like my mother. And so I see my daughter's face and instantly um, I'm like brought back to myself. I kind of start coming back and I'm realizing like, oh, my God, you know, the adrenaline is wearing off. And I'm like. I'm out here acting a fool. You know what I mean? I'm out here acting a complete fool. Um, and this is crazy. <laughs> and so we start to de-escalate de the situation. Her and I talk and, uh, you know, pretty much come to terms uh, with everything. And, you know, um, 
we squash the situation and you know kind of handle it like the adults we should have been handling like in the first place but when i go back in the house i can't look at my kids because <laughs> i'm like yo i was just out here acting like a complete fool i'm telling them that you know violence is not the way that you handle conflict you know there's a way to handle it there's a way to talk about it you know do it this way do that you know uh this is what i'm telling them in my house but <laughs> when it came to me I was like, Dr. Jack gonna miss the high because what you're not gonna do is stand outside my house and disrespect me, right? Um, but in that moment, uh, once I came back to myself and realized I was acting a fool, uh, and it, it had embarrassed myself and pretty much front of the front of the whole development, I come back in the house and I go straight upstairs and I go straight to my prayer closet and I'm like, Oh my god. <laughs> Who am I? Like I can't believe I did that. Why did I snap on that lady? And I'm just, you know, I'm all crying, snotting, ugly crying, just going in. And uh, you know, after I had my little fit, I laid there, and I just got quiet. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, "Triggers." And I'm like, "Triggers? Like what you mean? Like?" You know what I mean? Would not anybody react the way that I did had they heard someone outside of their house talking like that? You know what I mean? But what I did not realize is when I heard that woman outside of my house talking about me the way that she was, instantly I became that little girl again who was mentally for verbally and physically abused who could not defend herself against her abusers who could not stand up for herself who could not take action when I had been abused and the trigger was that this was happening again somebody was talking about me or speaking of me in a way in which I didn't agree obviously uh and which I felt was offensive and, and disrespectful but instead of me being able to handle it rationally I was irrational and I was out of control now again thankfully you know nobody picked up a bottle and bust nobody in the head you know <laughs> we didn't start a physical altercation although it could have likely gone there because the way I came outside and walked up on her she could have felt threatened you know she could have picked up a weapon anything could have happened it could have just you know zero to 100 real quick um and it was just so uncalled for, really. It was really uncalled for on my behalf as well. And so, you know, although I take responsibility for that aspect of it, the greater lesson for me was that I was triggered by what she said. I was triggered by the fact that she was out there. And uh, so much so to the point where I was, like, willing to risk it all. Like, what was I going to do when I got out there? Like, anything could have happened. And I was not able to even think in that moment rationally. All I knew is it's happening again. And you might be thinking that it wasn't that big of a deal for me to have responded like that. It wasn't that big of a deal for me to have been triggered. But what I learned about and what I'm learning about myself and trauma in general is that everyone's response to trauma is going to be different. Everyone's response to a trigger is going to be different um, because trauma ultimately affects everyone differently. Now, I've had other instances where triggers have come about and my decisions, my reactions um, have been completely different. But that situation was actually uh, revelatory on a number of levels because I started to think about how I handled 
um, conflict in the past, how I avoided disagreements. Because for me, if there was a disagreement, if there was a conflict, it could potentially escalate in abuse in my mind. So I don't want you to be upset. I don't want you to yell. I don't want you to disagree or to have a conflict because it is likely going to mean for me uh, physical, verbal, or mental abuse. And so what I had was like a fight or flight syndrome. And because I'm not a fighter, I would leave. Um, You know, sometimes, you know, obviously leaving and coming back, but sometimes I would leave relationships, uh, friendships. I would leave um, because... (laughs) she's a runner, she's a track star, you know, I just really wasn't going to go through that, I really could not deal with what happened to me happening again, and I did not know how to resolve conflict, I did not know how to deal with what was dealing with me ultimately, I had not done any trauma work, I had not uh, even looked at or considered the things in which I had gone through and how they were affecting me, you know, my everyday life. Like you're talking about the quality of life and how trauma had miscued um, my life in general. It had made me think things were there that weren't. Uh, there were so many triggers, so many instances in which um, I became afraid in which I, you know, had coping mechanisms and defense mechanisms because I needed to be protected at all costs because there was a point in my life where I had not been. And you might be thinking like, girl, you're telling all your business and am. I am because I know what it feels like to be trapped in cycles and and an inner conflict that you know nothing about or you don't even realize why. And so I'm telling, you know, you guys what happened to me, what I've experienced, what I've gone through, in hopes that you will understand that, first of all, you might have been traumatized. This, and, you know, there's therapy, there is prayer, there is um, podcast, there is help for you, you know. Um, And you don't have to live that lower level of life, you know, in your emotions and trapped by what you've gone through and what you've experienced, because that's what I was. I'm learning to heal now, though. I am coming out of so much. I am triumphing over my trauma. Uh, I win. You know, the devil loses and I win because now I'm able to recognize. Now I'm able to see. Now... I'm no longer trapped, you know, I can see, uh uh-oh, that's a trigger coming. I can see and react to it accordingly. And when things get too heavy for me, I go to my toolbox. Therapy is in my toolbox. Prayer is in my toolbox. Meditation and self-care are in my toolbox. And all I need to do is use the tools in which I was given. And so I will continue to share and I will continue to be transparent because not only am I helping myself, but I'm sure that in this broken world we live in, someone else has gone through something similar and... Because I did not always have the resources that I have now to get the help and to um, learn and to grow um, and to come out of all of these things. I'm sharing my story with the world, with with whoever will listen. 
um, because there is help and there is hope after trauma. Um, and these uh, tools are what helped me to triumph over trauma. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, don't forget to rate the show. If you're listening on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, you can rate the show and leave me a comment. Let me know what you think. And thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Have a good day. God bless you.